I'm Sean McCormick, and this is Optimal Performance. As we have tried to evolve as a society and try and make certain lifestyles more accessible, we're trying to push away a lot of like the discomforts. And so hot water is a fairly new invention, right? This wasn't a, wasn't around from the beginning. We were accustomed to getting cold more frequently. So in doing so, right, we've pushed it so far away. We've kind of jacked up our stress response in our body uh, because some of these natural teachers like cold, you're supposed to have this contrast, right? Where like cold activates the nervous system and it conditions your mind to what real stress is. That everyone is Wyatt Ewing, and he's the founder of Ice Barrel, which is a cold exposure device. And I'm fascinated by the benefits of being uncomfortable, putting yourself into situations like cold exposure, where you really know what's up. You really know what you're made of. It really anchors the sense of what real stress is. And in this episode, we talk at length about why he found cold, what it did with his life, how it improved his stress levels, how it improved his life overall, and what made him want to create the ice barrel. You know, if you spend any time on Instagram or Facebook, you've probably seen ads for these uh, these cold exposure devices, these setups. And I think the ice barrel, uh, because of the way that you get in and you are upright with a straight spine, has a lot of benefits. I've been using my ice barrel daily for about four days since I got it, and I'm a better person. I'm a happier person. I have more perspective. I'm more calm. And the feeling, this bodily sensation of coming out of insanely cold ice water is a really incredible body feeling, and no better time to do it than in the summertime. But of course, you can and you should be using it all year around. You know, this idea that we are we really don't know what stress is. We think that emails are stress. We think that, um, you know, uh, chores are stress, but that's not stress. What stress is being in 50 degree water for a few minutes and focusing on being present. When you jump into an ice barrel, there's nothing else in the world that matters except for breathing softly and just trying to keep your shit together. And there's a lot of benefit to that. It really puts things into perspective. I really enjoyed this episode, why it is super knowledgeable. You know, we talk about his opinions on health tracker data, what that can show you about the work you're doing um, in your cold immersion. And we also talk a little bit about some special tricks that you can do to keep your eyes colder longer and some accessories that go around with the ice barrel. One quick note, full disclosure, Ice Barrel is a sponsor, a new sponsor of the OPP, and they are going to offer you $125 off when you go to icebarrel.com forward slash OPP. And when you go there, you use the code OPP and it will get you $125 off. As always, you can go to seanmccormick.com to learn more uh, about what I do as a coach, performance coaching, and some other sort of, uh, you know, off the radar offerings for you, if you know what I mean. Um, you can email me too at sean at seanmccormick.com. I'm really responsive. I'd love to hear from you. And uh, follow me on Instagram at realseanmccormick.com. If you have been thinking about Welcome, everyone, to the Optimal Performance Podcast. My name is Sean McCormick. I'm a life coach, performance coach, wellness entrepreneur, and it's my pleasure to bring to you every single week the world's leaders in the field of performance. 
so that you can live your life at its most optimal level. Plus, cutting edge ideas so that you can stay ahead of the curve in an ever-changing world. Let's dig right in. And I'm here with Wyatt Ewing. He's the founder and CEO of Ice Barrel. Wyatt, welcome to the Optimal Performance Podcast. Thank you. Thank you for having me. I'm super excited to be here today. Please share with us your, your origin story. Yeah, absolutely. So I was at a unique spot in life. I had, uh, just from the way that I was raised and my drive and tenacity, I was just like a go-getter. And I kept climbing this ladder of unattainable success <laughs> in my mind. Like I just keep going to the next rung and never getting there. And I was just moving too quick, too soon. Uh, and I found myself relatively newly married. Uh, a couple of years in, we had a baby. Uh, I was moving from one house to the next, just buying some properties, uh, working in a corporate aviation job, helping people buy and sell jets. And I was, it was just so much at once. I was burning the candle at both ends, uh, really burned out in life um, and didn't know how to stop. And I was like duped by this idea that you have to like hustle and grind to no end, don't sleep, work hard, right? <clears throat> and um, I was just at like, my wits end, anxiety through the roof, struggling with depression. And I uh, felt like I couldn't get off this uh, treadmill. And um, I was, uh, I had ended up going to Mexico, uh, getting really sick in Mexico, coming back and the sickness plus the anxiety, I was like, I need to I need to try something. Uh, so I'm going to go to the store and get my blood or the gym and get my blood pumping. While I was doing that, uh, this guy walked up to me and he was like, you look terrible. And I'm like, oh, that's really rude. You should not introduce yourself that way. And uh, he was like, I, I would encourage you to take a cold shower and try a basic breathing exercise. And I did. And that first cold shower sitting uh, in the bathroom, uh, shower pan, cold water beating on me completely changed my life. And I finally like had this like endorphin rush and this like vitality come back that was missing. And from like the first cold shower. So I was like, well, I'm going to take another cold shower in a couple hours. And I just kept doing it. Um, and my outlook on life started to change. My anxiety started diminishing. Um, my attitude improved. Uh, my wife was like, you're a completely different person, but sitting in the shower with cold water is kind of weird, um, but keep doing it if it's working. And uh, it was incredible. Um, I then, you know, went, went the traditional route, family bathtub, uh, then tried other receptacles and nothing was comfortable, nothing was sustainable. Um, but the benefits of like just the ice bath, um, like they were undeniable. My physiology started changing. Um, I was just so excited and passionate about it. I was like, I'm quitting the aviation world. And I am going to figure out how to uh, share the power of cold with everybody everywhere and create the best ice bath. Uh, so I did. So I just like cold turkey, right? Quit. And uh, my father-in-law was like, well, just make sure you can put food on the table. <laughs> and I'm yeah. like, well, I can't promise that right now. Uh, I'm going to go sell ice baths. And so I was the weird guy sitting in an ice bath all the time. This was before it was even super popular, like years and years ago. Um, so yeah, I ended up like developing a prototype based off of what I wanted 
out of my cold exposure experience. And I had done it so much that I knew like very specific things. I wanted a straight spine. I wanted the ability to sit in a meditative space to concentrate. I wanted it to be its own place, not like the family bathtub or horse trough. I wanted it to be its own thing designed for cold therapy that had a small footprint that I could uh, access easily. Um, that I could get the full body immersion, right? With the hydrostatic pressure of the water as well. Not like a lot of bathtubs or other receptacles where you have to sit down in it. So now your backside is just pressed up against the material, right? So you're not getting that full cold exposure all the way around the body. So I designed the product based around that. And I took this prototype to like every gym uh, in like a 40, 50 mile radius. And again, cold therapy was not widely accepted at the time. So everybody was like, no, we don't do that. Never heard of it. Mm -hmm. But I was just so excited because it had changed my life. I just wanted to find somebody that it could also hopefully impact. And over time, like people started letting me give out free ice baths at the end of like five Ks, 10 Ks outside of their CrossFit gym. And I would just buy a bunch of ice, take the barrel out. And uh, I was so energized by it. A lot of people were like, probably would have like given up pretty early after all the rejection and like people would ridicule it. I think it was ridiculous. Um, but I was just like, you have to get cold. You have to experience the benefits. It's amazing. So that's what I did and, uh, ended up growing to what it is today, which mm. has been amazing. Before we get into the specs and the process of, of the actual product itself, this thing occurred to me, right? For some folks, they find that thing and it just enables that psychosis, that habit, that trend, that path in their life. And for some other people, it creates a, a sort of break, a fork in the road. And so I'm interested in hearing what you think about why, why once you got that thing, you got that presence of mind, you got that shift in your physiology, why do you think that you decided, you know what, I know that this life and lifestyle is not working for me. I'm going to change it dramatically. Maybe you've got some thoughts on that, that sort of sure. distinction. You know, like when you're sick, you kind of forget how it feels to feel good. And then when you finally feel good, right, you've recovered from like your head cold or whatever, you're like so grateful for good health. And it's like this extreme, like, like, man, it feels so good to feel good. I didn't realize how sick I was, right? <clears throat> I think it was that, like, especially when it comes to like anxiety. And uh, I, I was in a really rough place for a really long time. And I had bought into this like hustle culture mindset of just go, 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 go. Again, I had a kind of unconventional upbringing. So like making money was like essential to my personal survival. So it was like this like cycle of like, I just have to keep going. There's never enough. And uh, <clears throat> I was just, I was so stuck. So when I finally like felt good, and like the anxiety diminished. And I didn't even, I wasn't at the time, I wasn't even aware of the level of anxiety that I was like living life under. So when I finally like, came down from this, like a lot of unhealthy, like habits and like mindsets and beliefs. Um, it was like extreme. And I was like, wow, I didn't realize how sick I was. I have to like now create a life and cultivate a life that's based around rest and repair and uh, recovery and, um, <clears throat> maintaining some form of equanimity, you know? Mm -hmm. Um, and I knew that like, and even now, like I know there are certain types of people that like 
um, my ego just like loves to be around and it's not good for me. Right. Cause I can like easily slip back into like old habits, old work behaviors, things like that. Um, so I'm just very cautious of like creating a life where I'm pursuing like balance and peace and rest versus more and that kind of a type personality grinding, um, yeah, so I, I just stay very focused uh, and I'm very selective on what I say yes to and what I say mm-hmm. no to. You know, as, as I've done some research with, with you and, and, and understand your origin story more, one of the things that, that, I, that I came across was this idea of ancient wisdom uh, with cold exposure. And so I would love to hear how you think of the, uh, the sort of historical and maybe even evolutionary context for cold, cold exposure and, um, and in the current day. Yeah, I'm going to go down a rabbit hole now. It's interesting. So uh, cold exposure is not new, right? Like we didn't create something new by any stretch and we don't pretend that we did. There are a lot of others that have gone before us and have uh, paved a really cool path. I mean, cold exposure dates so far back where they some of the like the origin stuff you can read online is so fascinating where they were using cold therapy for pain management um even back in world war ii when right after like an amputation or something it was like we need ice or put it laying soldiers in cold rivers and then pulling them back out really fascinating stuff so it, it does go back really far but we've lost touch here in the west with some of these like ancient practices and, and it makes sense because as we've as we have tried to evolve as a society and try and make certain lifestyles more accessible, we're trying to push away a lot of like the discomforts. And so hot water is a fairly new invention, right? This wasn't a, it wasn't around like from the beginning. So we were accustomed to getting cold more frequently. Um, same thing with like, um, you know, just like it's, it's good to go get out in nature, right? And we live in these concrete jungles now uh, and we've lost touch just with like being in nature. Um, so it's very similar with cold. <clears throat> um, so in doing so, right, we've pushed it so far away, we've kind of like jacked up our stress response in our body uh, because some of these natural teachers like cold are supposed to like, you're supposed to have this contrast, right? Where like cold activates the nervous system and it conditions your mind to what real stress is. There's a difference between being chased by a bear and getting yelled at in traffic, right? But we've confused those now and we're evoking this fight or flight response, right? While we're sitting in traffic, getting yelled at and uh, it's not good. It's not healthy, right? We're overworking our nervous system when it doesn't need to be. And so those things need to get put back into balance. And so cold therapy uh, is one of the, is a great way to do that um, and to recondition the mind to what real stress is. This episode of the Optimal Performance Podcast is brought to you by Ice Barrel. That's right. You know, maybe you are taking cold showers at home. Maybe you are trying to get that cold exposure, but you just don't have a big enough unit to actually get the full benefits. Well, Ice Barrel is a cold therapy training tool that makes it easy to bring ice baths into your routine. And unlike the bathtub or other um, cold immersion devices, you're upright. So your back is straight, which is a totally different response than laying down on your back in some of the other cold immersion devices. So why would you do it? 
better recovery and performance, improved mood and brain function, alleviate depression and anxiety, activating the nervous system, pain management, inflammation reduction, and heart rate variability improvements. I mean, when you really stack it up, this is about the most simple and consistent way for you to get some perspective in your life. And you can get 100% satisfaction, 30-day money-back guarantee. And if you want to make payments on it, that's cool too. You can go as low as $90 a month using their platform, Klarna, which breaks it up into payments. Again, go to icebarrel.com forward slash OPP, and you'll get $125 off when you use the code OPP. Super awesome to have these guys sponsor the podcast. I'm a big fan of the product. So check it out. Uh, another thing I would add, uh, it, it's cold therapy has also uh, been widely adopted over in Europe and Asia. Uh, and some people know like the stories of the Japanese monks in the wintertime would go sit under waterfalls with these big blankets wrapped around them. And then they would take these cold, wet blankets and they would just stay wrapped up in them and meditate outdoors until their body heat generate they generate enough body heat to warm back the, the blanket back up and that's when they would you know tap out of their meditation it's like okay the blanket's warm i'm done now and that could take hours and so um yeah i mean this practice has been around for a long time uh, we're just kind of adopting it again i would say here in the west mm. yeah i i remember seeing some footage of um schools in russia where they take the kids outside in their underwear like once a day to go play in the snow and it's like for people in the west that's like torturous and ridiculous yeah, yeah. why would we do that those poor children and it's like uh, <laughs> they seem to be having a pretty fun time you <laughs> right. know? They seem to be doing okay. They look healthy and lean and strong, uh, right. bright, bright, shiny teeth. And, you know, um, uh, so I, I really like that because I, I think you're right. I think that we've, we've, uh, we've conditioned ourselves to, to levels of comfort physiologically, like red root chakra. Can I live? Can I stay alive right now? Am I yeah. going to make it? And we, we just have, uh, organized out of all of those sort of essential stressors. And, you know, you think about, you know, the richest man in the world, you know, a couple of hundred years ago, didn't have, didn't have a hot shower. Like just wasn't a thing, right? Kings and yeah. Queens of yesteryear, you know, of our ancestors, they didn't have a hot shower. And yet we take a couple a day and just take nothing of it. And, uh, yeah, yeah. I, I think that's that's interesting. I, I want to dive a little bit deeper into the physiological response, you know, because there's what we feel is happening in cold exposure. And, you know, for me, it's I'm, I'm limited in my cold exposure. My ice barrel is is coming and I I'm, I can't tell I can't tell you how excited I am to receive it. But, you know, my access to cold because I live in, in the woods by the beach is either in the shower or I go down out to the Puget Sound um, in the ocean and get sandy and it takes you know takes 45 minutes round trip to to like go in and get settled and come back and and, and so and so forth so the, maybe you could tell us a little bit more about the about the chemical response the physiological response the therapeutic sort of explanation about why this is good yeah so there's there's good stress and there's bad stress um and so this would be considered like a good stress because you're putting your body in a environment that evokes the fight or flight response. So it activates the nervous system and then you're breathing and you're controlling 
<clears throat> your physiology and right you're telling yourself like i'm okay i'm safe um your body your brain is like freaking out but like <clears throat> subconsciously like you're you're in this state of like panic but consciously like you're doing this intentionally you're putting yourself in good stress just just like if you went to go uh work out or do a water fast right and so um you start activating the nervous system you start reconditioning the mind you're stimulating the vagus nerve in the body which is connected um to all like the autonomic nervous system and um you, you start, your body starts releasing hormones and endorphins that we don't usually access unless we're in these sort of stressors. So um, you have all these like beta endorphins going off. So you're feeling good. It's boosting your mood and your energy levels. Um, the hormone releases are also lowering symptoms of anxiety and depression over time. It, you know, it takes consistent, like your very first ice bath is probably not your most enjoyable one, although it is exhilarating and you're going to feel amazing afterwards, but it's generally like, you know, your first couple of ice baths are great for boosting mood, energy levels, pain relief, but consistent ice baths help with, you know, um, long-term recovery, uh, helps with reducing symptoms of anxiety. And research is also showing now that like consistent and regular ice baths are helping with cognitive decline and different diseases, um, which are, which is incredible, right? It's just like this natural, um, this natural way to heal your body. Uh, you release a hormone uh, called norepinephrine, which is very similar to adrenaline, um, which again, it's very, it's a very therapeutic uh, hormone release in the body, but it's not easily accessed. How long does it take? How, how long does it take? Because I, you know, uh, I, I'm sure you heard the, uh, the Huberman, Huberman lab, lab episode where he talked at length about what the research shows and duration of exposure, temperature, uh, et cetera, et cetera. Um, how, long, how long does it take? Is, is one minute long enough? Is 25 minutes too long? I'd love to hear. I, I know everybody's different, but sure. I'd love to hear your yeah. thoughts on that. No, you're right. Everybody is different and every climate is different, uh, which has always been so fascinating to me, right? We have uh, customers in Florida and like 60 degree water is cold to them, right? Right. Like 50 degrees is like almost not tolerable. Where then you go all the way up, you know, customers in Bozeman, Montana, they're like, if it's not in the 30s, it's not cold, you know, like they're jumping in the creeks and rivers uh, in the summertime and they're 50, 45, 50 degrees. So like everybody is different and every climate is different and you build up uh, different habituations to intolerances to the cold. So it really depends on who you are, um, uh, your level of fitness and activity uh, your pain tolerance, as well as your climate, like all that plays into it, but it's not that complicated. Right. So ideally, if you can stay in an ice bath anywhere between two and five minutes at a temperature between like 50 to 60 degrees, you're doing great. That's like a really, really good start. And then over time, you can like creep the water temperature down. Personally, I don't ever really go below 44 degrees. Like my ideal ice bath for me, and this is after like almost six years of practice, I like 45 degrees for eight minutes. That like does the trick for me. How did you get, how did you know that that was the, that that was, those were the magic time and temperatures? 
So my basement looks absolutely ridiculous. I have like every kind of receptacle, every kind of water chiller, every kind of ice maker, and everything was set at different temperatures um, and tons of ice barrels down there. And I just, I just practiced and I uh, just like measured my body. I'm obsessed with like data and uh, measuring things. <laughs> um, so I just would like evaluate, how do I feel after this, after this time, how did I sleep? Things like that. I, I, I would love to dive a little bit deeper into that because I, I think for those sorts of people who are interested in data and metrics, the time, the temperature, the posture, the uh, you know heart rate before and after, it, it's super interesting. And one of my questions going into this was um, health trackers. You know, what what sure. can we what can we learn from our health tracker, both pre, during, and post cold exposure? Um, what were you specifically tracking? What data were you looking at to to essentially end up in your sweet spot? Yeah, so um, I'm a little opinionated about health trackers. So here's my here's my spiel on them. We should use technology to inform our instinct, not replace it. Here, here. So, <laughs> so I I'm I do everything based on instinct and how I feel, and then I look at the data to support it. Um, and then when it's like inconclusive or is contradictory, then I just need more time. Right. And uh, I think there's a strong argument to be said that we've lost a lot of instincts on how we feel and our bodies tell us what we need if we listen, but it takes time to really, really get tuned into it. Um, so I, I look at things like, how did I sleep? You know, how did it, how did it feel? Did I wake up feeling refreshed or did I wake up feeling like groggy? Um, I look at things like, um, how are my energy levels? How's my attitude? Like, that's a big one because our physiology affects our mood and our attitude in a big way. If I'm feeling like grumpy or irritable, it might not just because be because like something in my environment was irritating me. It could be my physiology and my immune system and, um, uh, and other things going on with the body diet, even, uh, nutrition. So I look at like, how's my attitude? How's my sleep? How are my energy levels? How's my libido? How's my, um, <clears throat> how am I breathing? That's a huge one. Like I really become aware of how am I breathing in this moment? Am I in a fight or flight response? Am I breathing through my mouth or is it just consistent nasal breathing? So I look at like those markers and then I use like different wearables at different times um, to kind of like inform those uh, those feelings, those, um, instincts. Yeah. Yeah. I, I love that. I love that. If, if you have zero interoception, you have no idea how you feel inside, what your heart rate's doing, what, what how your stomach is, how you're breathing. If you don't have that, you got to develop it first before you turn to your whoop strap or a ring or Fitbit to tell you you know, how you slept, like, do you know, do you feel rested? I think that's super important stuff. You mentioned breathing and I know, again, just the basics of cold exposure, but I do know how important keeping a consistent breath while you are exposed to cold is like, it, it maybe is it, maybe it's the most important thing for getting the benefits. Cause if you get into the water and you go, <gasps> 
then you're missing the point. Maybe elaborate a little bit more on the importance of a nice uh, parasympathetic breath or, you know, however you think about it, just kind of tell us sure. your thoughts there. Yeah. So whenever we're coaching somebody through like a cold uh, exposure experience, it's always, we establish a breathing pattern before they get into the cold. And so as soon as they get in, their first initial panic response is something they can already overcome because they know a pattern to return to. And so we like to go uh, in through the nose and then out through the mouth and then a deep breath, long, deep breath in through the nose, out through the mouth. Um, <clears throat> and then you start going into that pattern and you just keep going slower and softer, right? So you slow the breath down and you keep making the breath softer. Um, and that's been, uh, super beneficial for people that are new to cold exposure. Uh, it's interesting though, because I've been doing that for so long. There's been different times where I've jumped into like moderately cold water. Not, it's not, I didn't really think much of it. And my body just takes over into this breath pattern. And then I'm, and then I become aware of it. I'm like, oh, I'm, I'm okay. I'm okay. You're okay. Uh, it's pretty, yeah, it's pretty crazy. So out of the context of your ice barrel practice, you know, something like jumping in a lake with the kids or, you know, yeah, the, the, it, that entrainment is still needs to be reinforced because your body does uh, what it needs to do or what its reaction is. Like, yeah, it's you're kind of funny. Yeah. Yeah, it's crazy. Your body knows what to do to survive. And so your body is extremely environmentally sensitive, right? And so it's reading all of these biomarkers around us. And as soon as you put it into different environments, uh, it, it'll, things will trigger it. And, uh, it, you know, you can immediately, you're going to go in and out of the fight or flight response multiple times a day, right? And so you start reconditioning the body and the mind to start like distinct, being able to distinguish between things. It's super important. And it's been really fascinating to see, even with myself. Um, the other day, I was uh, at an event and I was holding this like 16 pound bag of ice in my arm and I was just having a conversation. And, and it was like, I went like 15, 20 minutes, just direct ice holding it. And I didn't even realize it. Um, and the guy's like, he's like, wow. Yeah. He's like this, you really are like pretty tolerant to the cold And I was like, oh yeah, I probably should put this down. <laughs> um, but yeah, your body does build up to these different tolerances. It's, it's pretty fascinating. Do you, do you happen to know what sort of other breath works may work in, in, in an ice barrel practice, you know, like, is, is there any benefit to allowing that hyperventilation is uh, our breath holds, you know, advisable yeah. or, or suggested like, because at a baseline soft breath, that, that, that idea, I think people can understand. Um, but are there other breath works that, that one could do during exposure, either before, during, or after, uh, an ice barrel session that, yeah. that maybe is solve other things? For sure. There are a lot of breath exercises out there. Um, and we actually, if you go to icerail.com and go to our blog, we have a lot of like great resources for breath work. Um, a lot of breath work exercises, I think, depend on like what you're trying to achieve. Um, if you're just trying to calm the nervous system, there are some good ones. If you're trying to like energize the body, there are some good ones. If you're trying to like 
you know, calm your mind or go to sleep, there are some great breath exercises. So you have to kind of set your intention and determine what you're actually looking to accomplish. Um, box breathing is a very basic breath exercise that everybody should be doing. That's just into the, it's, it counts of four, right? So uh, inhale for four, exhale, or hold for four, exhale for four, hold for four, do it again, repeat, right? Um, that's a great exercises. There are other great uh, uh, breath exercises where you're hyperventilating and you're creating a uh, chemical response in the body um, that that they're great breath exercises. Again, go check out our blog. We could talk for hours and hours about breath exercises. One of my personal favorites though um, is by Dr. Andrew Weil. Uh, and he teaches it best. So I recommend going to check that out, but the breath exercise is called four, seven, eight. Uh, and that is a great breath exercise, uh, to kind of like reset. Um, so doing that before the ice bath, uh, especially if you have any fear or uh, a lot of reservation, uh, before your cold exposure experience, uh, that is a great breath exercise to start with. This episode is brought to you by BioPro Plus. This stuff is a game changer. You see, you might be dialed in with sleep and nutrition and stress management and exercise, but all of that hard work might be undermined by underperforming hormone levels. And there is a non-synthetic way to boost your natural growth hormone. This is an incredible product that I absolutely love. And you can go to bioproteintech.com and use the code OPP for $30 off. If you're a male, especially over the age of 35, there's a really good chance that you're not creating enough growth hormone to support all of those other good lifestyle behaviors. And what BioPro Plus is, is a non-synthetic formula that you take in a sublingual little vial underneath the tongue once in the morning. And if you get the Cortisleep product, you take it at night. And what it does is, well, for me, it's supercharged my attitude. It's helped my mood. It's helped me put on lots of lean muscle mass. It's helped my libido. And it's also improved my ability to focus and have energy throughout the day so I can do all the fun things that I love to do. BioPro Plus is a unique product that includes deer antler velvet and amino acids and growth factors. You got to check it out. Again, go to bioproteintech.com and use the code OPP for $30 off. This product is a game changer. Believe me. Yeah, I can attest to that. That, that uh, It's so effective. Like if you're freaking out, that four, seven, eight breath, you cannot help but calm down and relax yeah. with that breath. I, I like the idea of doing that before jumping in. Well, maybe, maybe then walk us through... Now I do want to talk about the posture because, um, you know, I I was a college athlete and and played semi-pro soccer for a year. And we spent a fair amount of time in the ice, in the PT room doing ice baths, especially after two a days when your feet and your ankles are just on fire from wearing soccer cleats. And, and there was no method, there was no rhyme or reason. It was just, just, you know, get in there. Um, but it was, it was usually, uh, in a supine position, kind of rolled back and, and relaxed back in, a, in sort of a lay down. And I know that there are, there are certain designs that, that do that. But that what, what I love about the ice barrel is that you are upright. You are, you're, you're, you mentioned in the first two minutes, the straight spine. And so I'm curious about what the relevance or importance of that, of that posture is. Yeah, that's a great question. So when your body 
goes into the fight or flight response, it is very, very unnatural for you to lay down in a relaxed position. Like the body does not want to do that, right? right? It's like you fall into a cold river, cold water, you're getting chased by a bear, right? You're in a life or death situation. Like you don't, you don't just lay back, you know, it's very unnatural. You do that when you're sitting uh, on a beach in Florida or you're floating in Sarasota, 80 degree water with a beer, you know? Yeah. Um, so very, very different. Generally, you're in an engaged position when your body's in the fight or flight response. And so allowing your body to be in a comfortable position that's engaging the water with the spine straight. And we've known for the longest time when the spine is straight, breathing is easier, concentration is easier. I mean, they've been teaching that for years. So <clears throat> it was so important to me uh, as I was sitting in the cold showers, I would sit in a meditative position just with my spine straight so I could concentrate and I could breathe. It was so much more effective, so much more enjoyable, so much more comfortable in an already uncomfortable situation than trying to lay down or cram my body into like a stocks tank where my neck is like leaning forward. So it's not like drowning back. Um, <clears throat> and uh, it, it was just a much better, uh, position for the body. Uh, and then again, I also wanted to create enough space for there to be water to create buoyancy so that you don't have to sit on anything. You can kind of just be in a, like a crouch position, engage the water. Um, and that's one of the things that people love the most. They feel like they're in this crazy environment, but they have a sense of control. They have a sense of I'm engaged versus trying to just like float, not slip down too deep. You know what I mean? Yeah. Um, so it gives the, it gives you a, a, a level of control and concentration and it, it just supports the body's natural response. I, I think that that is super duper important, really, really important for those two reasons. The, the example of when you're, when you, when you're going through something as encompassing as cold exposure, you're not chilling. I mean, you're chilling, but you're not chilling. You know, you're not, right. yeah, you're, yeah. Not, you're not, you're not laid back. You're not even like kind of laid back like that upright, more like a, you know, more like a monk at the bottom of a waterfall and less like, you know, uh, a beer in, in, uh, in South Florida in, in the ocean combined with the accessibility of, of, of an upright posture for, for more adequate breathing. And, um, I don't know. I just think it, it makes sense to me. It resonates with me. And the other thing too is, and I'm telling, I'm telling you, you know, this already, but this, this idea that the water's all the way around you, it's all, it's touching your back too. You know, if, if you're Correct. leaning yeah. back onto a thing, plastic or whatever, um, you're, the water's not touching your back. So you're, you're limiting, maybe it's 10%, maybe it's 15, 20% of your, of your body mass and skin exposure into the cold when you're laying and leaning on something. So uh, it just, it just makes sense to me. Yeah, totally. And then you also then get the hydrostatic pressure, right? That's the pressure of the water on the body. And so, you know, in like family bathtub, you can, a lot of people, they can only like sit down in there and then it's only coming up maybe about to their belly button and stuff. And so you're not getting a lot of like pressure from the water, but the more water, the more volume, it's like an, a giant ice pack around the body. I love it. Um, 
based on uh, thinking about the practice around it, consistency, frequency, duration, um, what have you, we've already established that everybody's different, you know, just get in that, just get in there. And also experimentation will lead you to a point where you're, you're getting the benefits and it works for you, the temperature, the, the, the duration, et cetera. But based on what you've known and you've taken thousands of people through, through these practices and, and now the ice barrels everywhere, what have you found is, is, a, is a nice introduction into cold exposure? Should they do it? I mean, I've read, it's the first thing I do in the morning. Like I wake up and I just go right in. I don't, I don't think about it. It's just automatic for me. I do it every single morning. What is a, what is a I don't know, I get, you're going to point me to the blog, but what is an, a, an effective and accessible practice for people to get started in this whole thing? Yeah, that's a great question. So uh, the, probably the best way to start would be cold showers. Start with uh, just getting your body acclimated to the cold. Um, <clears throat> that's how I did it. Uh, that's how a lot of our customers have done it. Uh, they just start with a basic cold shower. Uh, to make it more tolerable, you can turn the water really cold and you can turn it really hot. And you can turn, turn it really cold, right? Go back and forth, build up a tolerance to it. Uh, once you get uh, used to that and you're ready for full body immersion, try the family bathtub, right? It's a great, it's a great place just to like, Hey, I'm curious. I want to just jump in, fill up the family bathtub, throw a couple bags of ice, see what you think. Uh, but when you're getting started, uh, right, you have your ice barrel, um, fill it up with cold water from outside, right from the hose. Don't even add any ice to it. Um, try and get in there around 60 degrees, uh, and just get in the water and, uh, don't, don't force yourself to stand. Don't try and get like competitive with it. Just allow the body to get cold. See how you feel when you're ready to get out, get out. Um, don't put a lot of pressure on yourself. And then as you feel more comfortable, start lowering the temperature and increasing the time that you're in there. Um, that's like the best way to, to get in and to get started. Is there a preferred time of day? So preferred time. So I personally like taking my ice baths, um, in at, at the end of the day. So I like to like start with the end in mind. And I like to, I kind of like to think about my days and it's kind of weird, but I like to think about starting my days in a state of rest. So I like to like, think about my days, like I'm going to bed, but this is really like the start of the day, like mm. kind of have it backwards. Right. And that way I'm starting my day in a rested state so that when I wake up in the morning, I, I have this like idea that like, man, I'm already halfway through my day and I'm feeling good. I'm feeling rested. And so I like to take my ice baths, um, right between like five and six o'clock. So like we're either right before or right after dinner, I have three kids that are always running around. And so it's kind of, kind of depends a little hectic with them. Um, so I'll go down into my basement. Uh, I'll rinse off. I have a open space where there's like a shower right next to two ice barrels and, uh, I'll rinse off. I'll get into the ice barrel. Uh, I'll get out. I'll do a meditation, some breath work. Um, and then usually it's like, we're either finishing dinner or putting the kids to bed. And then I'm going to bed shortly thereafter. So I keep it real, like the hours really tight. I, I go to bed pretty early and wake up super early. So um, how, how early are we talking here? I like, I, I mean, I'll go to bed at like eight to eight 30. Wow. Um, You're yeah. on that Mark, Mark Wahlberg schedule. It's, yeah. It's pretty wild. But then I'm up at four o'clock and that's, I'm, I'm usually at the gym by like 
445. Um, and my days just start really early. So let's talk a little bit about contrast now. Um, yeah. Do you, do you have a sauna? Do you use a sauna? I, I, I have one in the garage. That's, that's going to be a nice, I'm looking forward to the contrast, you know, to, to, to the hot, cold, hot, cold, hot, cold, the, the science, you know, shows um, incredible results for, for people doing that. Is that something that you do? And, and, and do you have any thoughts on, on practices for that? And maybe for people that are unacclimated, maybe explain the benefits of, of the contrast work. Yeah. Um, contrast therapy is amazing. Uh, I do have a sauna and I also, um, I do practice hot and cold. Um, not, I don't ever try and like rely on the heat though to get into the cold. Uh, I like to stay in the practice and the discipline that I can just go from my homeostasis into the cold and be fine, right? I don't have to heat up a certain way. I don't have to use the sauna. Um, and saunas aren't super accessible to everybody. Um, so again, I want to, I want to make sure that like cold is accessible and you don't need something else, right. To make cold accessible. Um, but I do love contrast therapy. And so I also like it when it's done the right way. Um, and so you have to, everybody, again, everybody's different. So you got to dial it in for yourself, but like what works best for me is a sauna that's like over 200 degrees. Uh, I'm in for like 15 minutes. And then I hit four minutes in the ice barrel. And then I go back 10 minutes in the sauna, three minutes in the barrel, 10 minutes in the sauna, two minutes in the barrel. The body high from that yeah, <laughs> for yeah. most people is like something they've never experienced. Um, and it's, yeah, it's incredible. So um, when you're, when you're doing that, you're putting a lot of strain on your nervous system. Like it's a lot on your system, but like the hormone release and the recovery on the back end and uh, like it's super detoxing. Um, there's a lot of research how contrast therapy helps with like uh, longevity in life and helps regenerate cells, things like that. It's really fascinating. Um, again, we have great resources on contrast therapy. Um, on our site, but, uh, yeah, when the sauna and the ice are combined, uh, properly, it's, it's an incredible experience. I, I went full in, uh, on a membership at a Banya, a Russian bathhouse here in Seattle, you know, traditional Banya has like, you know, dry sauna, wet sauna, jacuzzi, cold plunge, you know, salt, salt soak. Um, it, it, it can be the most euphoric and ecstatic feeling to put your yeah. body through that and to stay present with that. And I think you're right. I think very few people have experienced that physiological response, the endorphin yeah. rush, the, I mean, it, there's nothing like it in the whole world. Uh, again, I, not everybody has a sauna, but everybody can do it in the cold. And if, you know, if it's, if it's ice barrel combined with, you know, um, naked sunbathing on a hot day. That's cool too, you know, 100%. to, to get that, to get that, that groove going. Um, uh, I have to ask is, do you have a barrel sauna? I do have a barrel. Of sauna. course you yes. do. Of course you do. Yep. Of course you do. 
I mean, to, to, to get to that temperature, you can't be using what I have, which is a, a low, low EMF infrared. It only gets sure. up to 149. And now I'm kind of kicking myself. You know, I got to I bought it on Craigslist off a of stranger, um, but I need to step it up because it's just, I can take the heat. I just, it doesn't get any hotter than 149. I've, I've yeah. although yeah. There's great benefits though from infrared um, where you don't have to have those extreme temperatures. Um, I have a, a membership at a place where there's an infrared sauna um, and I love to frequent that as well. I think there's great healing benefits. Um, also love red light therapy. I think yeah. that's fantastic. If you can, if the sauna is not right accessible, you can have a red light tower in your apartment, you know, with your ice barrel. That's huge. Yeah. Yeah. This episode is brought to you by the Spartan race. You know, I have always admired the people that I've seen online, social media, who go out and do these sorts of obstacle course races because I've never done one. And so I'm doing one. And I invite you to come along with me. On August 13th and 14th, I will be at the Seattle Spartan Race. And I would love for you to meet me there. Uh, I've started my training already. And I'm really looking forward to pushing myself. You see, I hate running. Even though as a college athlete, I hate running. And the idea of pushing myself to this level to do something hard with this massive reward of completion is something that I'm really excited to try. And Spartan has given me a bunch of free tickets to give away. All you've got to do is film a short video of yourself training for the Spartan race and then use hashtag Spartan training and that will get you a free ticket. You can tag me too at real Sean McCormick, but just post a picture or a video of yourself training for the Spartan race. Use hashtag Spartan training and you'll get a free ticket. It's super simple, super easy. I mean, you can't beat that offer. I would love to meet some of the, my local Pacific Northwest friends and listeners of this podcast. And I'm also getting my kids involved. So hopefully I will see you at the Spartan race in August. So how much does, how much ice does it take? How much do, when do you want to take the temperature to gauge, you know, like what's some general rules of, of practice and use for, you know, um, how much ice, when, how quickly do you jump in all that stuff? Yeah. So it depends on, I would establish like how many, how many times a week do I want to take an ice bath? Um, for some people that's like once a week for some people it's like daily. Um, so determine that. And then there's a lot of different ways to think about cooling the ice barrel and getting the temperature down. Um, again, you have to take into consideration the climate that you live in and the water that you're using to fill up. So the the water in the ice barrel can last if you're using our products and are like our water stabilizer, like two to four months, depending on how, again, how you're using it. Uh, I personally rinse off every time before I get my ice barrel. So like the water stays super clean for like four months. Uh, and then I'll just best practice, just dump it out and refill it. Um, but initially you're trying, if you're filling it up with like 60 degree water, you're trying to get that temperature down. So once it gets down there though, then there's ways to control the temperature to keep it there. Um, so again, living in Colorado, uh, in the fall, winter, springtime, you need like no ice up to like maybe two 20 pound bags of ice. Um, <clears throat> not every time though, uh, again, cause like in, in 
colder climates, right? Like, you know, the water is going to stay cool, but in warmer climates, you might need up to like 80 to hundred pounds of ice. Um, once you get the water temperature down, you want to utilize the lid, the cover to keep the temperature down. Um, one thing that it's like block ice, like I can't express this enough block ice. They're like 10 pound blocks, right? Those last so much longer than crushed ice. Uh, and an example, just yesterday we were at an event and we filled the barrel up with block ice and we put like 30 people through and it was like 90 some degrees outside and the starting water temperature um just because like the city water was it was it's so close to the surface that it like heats up it was like 65 degrees but those blocked ice after all of that use direct sunlight no lid no cover i mean they were still blocks by the end of the event it was wow. incredible so block ice lasts so much longer than crushed ice uh and you need less of it so more surface is ideal that's a hot tip. That's a hot tip. Yeah. I mean, that's great. Cause now people can think about it as well. You know, maybe you have an ice maker at home. Um, you're going to have to use it and freeze it to, to accumulate you sure. know, 10 or 20 pounds, which is fine, but everybody's got a Tupperware. Everybody's got, you know, a container, you know, a watertight container where they can pour water to freeze those big blocks, or you can go to the corner store you know, from, uh, and get one of those. That's, that's a great tip. That's, that's actually something yeah. that I thought about. Reach out to our team because when it comes to water chillers, we have, and, uh, water chillers and ice machines, we have great recommendations. Um, also, uh, people are heating their ice barrels as well, uh, turning them into little mini hot tubs. <laughs> um, so we have great recommendations around that as well. Oh, that's cool. Yeah. One of my coaching clients recently bought an ice barrel, um, without my prompting, he just, he just, he went for it and, and got it, got the chiller. He's in Las Vegas and he got the ice, he got the, the water cooler, the water chiller. He's got this dope setup in his garage. He lives again, Las Vegas, where it gets, it gets really hot. And the water coming out of the tap in Las Vegas is like super duper hot. Um, but, but he's found it to be really effective. He was, he's really excited about it. Uh, if you're listening, <laughs> he's, he's a listener, he's going to, he's going to, he's going to be really stoked that I mentioned him. Um, oh, hey, shout out to him. Yeah. Welcome yeah. to the ice barrel family. Nice. Good. What else have I, have I not touched on that you think is, is, is important for people to know or lessons you've learned? What does the cold teach us? Um, or, you know, if you're on the fence, what's this, what's maybe one thing that people would be like, you know what? Yeah. Now's the time I'm going to, I'm going to buy one. Yeah. You know, um, there's all these like great quotes and there's so much great knowledge out there. Um, and some things that like I hold on to, um, I, that just helped me keep going. And, uh, in life is, you know, the, the old saying, compare yourself to who you were yesterday not to those around you or who you'll be tomorrow, but compare yourself to who you were yesterday and just making 1% improvements every day. It's the sum of all the little things that makes the whole. And so if we can just focus on all the little things and just 1% improvement day over day over day, um, that's your path to growth. That's your path to health and longevity. Um, so those are the things that like I focus on uh, and stay present with. Oh, that's, 
that's great. Great to be reminded of that. You know, we have access to so much information and so much stimuli, so much media, so, I mean, global pandemics and uh, the yeah. whole thing that it's easy to get caught up in uh, and distracted by the world. Um, yeah, super, super fascinating. Um, well, where, I mean, duh, but where can people go to find more? Where, sure. where would you send them on the internet? Yeah. Um, I think our Instagram account is really cool. Uh, we I have, do too. I love, uh, we, a lot of our content is predominantly our customers and that is my all-time favorite. I love our customer stories. I love the smile that people get on their face when they're sitting in an ice barrel. Um, so our, go to our Instagram. It's awesome. Uh, it's just at ice barrel. Um, and then when you're ready to take the plunge, uh, go to icebarrel.com. You can learn so much about the science of cold therapy. Uh, and you can also get an ice barrel there. Nice. So this is my, uh, my final question before we, before we wrap up this conversation. Um, and it's a fill in the blank and it can, you know, it can be based on anything and everything that, you know, you're shaking your head cause you've heard this one before, but, uh, uh, Elaborate as much or as little as you wish, but please fill in the blank. Everyone would benefit from knowing. I love this question. Um, I, I kept 10 things in my head right now. Um, <laughs> that you can take the pressure off in life. Hmm. You know, I, we all have these like thoughts, ideas, voices telling us that we have to be somewhere and, uh, you can take the pressure off. You can just be, and, uh, a great way to just be is to sit in an ice barrel <laughs> and, uh, you'll become so present in the moment. And, uh, yeah, you're like you're doing great. Life's not easy. So take the pressure off. I think everyone can benefit from that. Absolutely. I, I've asked that question 250 times and have not heard that response. Obviously it ties back to your origin story and the way that your life changed. And I think it's really important to know and be reminded of that right now. There's a, there's a infinite numbers of things for you to feel pressure about and be stressed out about, and you can take the pressure off. I really, yeah. really like that. Well, thank you for such uh, such an informative and honest and open conversation. Yeah. You know, uh, um, I I ordered mine and it's it's in it's on route now. I should be getting it here shortly. Um, I'm going to be one of those guys grinning cheese ball smiles from inside. I love it uh, inside the ice barrel. Um, this has been such a great conversation, Wyatt. Thank you so much for joining me today on the Optimal Performance Podcast. Hey, thank you so much for having me. Uh, it's an honor to be here.